Hey, Road Trippin' fans, Amish t-shirts are as ferocious as the dunks or bangouts Richard and Channing throw down from time to time, and their softness can't even be matched. Amish has been turning back the clock with throwback tees for years. From the NBA to the ultimate warrior, you know, the tee that LeBron wore on the plane after leading the Cavs to its first title the city had seen in over 50 years. Well, Amish tells the stories of triumph, individualism, and hustle, preserving the old school and creating new legacies. Go to Amage.com, that's H-O-M-A-G-E, and pay homage with your favorite tee. Be sure to check out the NBA GM tees and one exclusively made for me and you. Better yet, three other tees designed specific to the road tripping fam you'll want to check out. We're road tripping at homage.com. All right, welcome into another edition of Road Trippin' with RJ and Channing. I'm your host, Allie Clifton, and we have moved locations. From we are in the Red Cup Lounge. There what? you go. Is that what this is called? Yes, we call it the Did Red Cup Lounge. Did you listen to any podcast this of summer. last summer? No. Have I listened to any podcast ever? Yes. You're going to listen to this one because our guest is just that amazing. Oh, he's so awesome. For the second time. Second time? Third time. Second time. Second time. Second, second time. time. Devin, Devin Harris. Harris. Hi, guys. <laughs> What's up, man? How's it going? Ah, uh, n- n- uh, everything's going well. We've done a bunch of podcasts this week, been feeding the fans as much as we can. Um, I think this podcast is cool because we have two things that we can talk about. The South Bay lifestyle and old, ma- old man free agency. South Bay lifestyle. No one appreciates it unless they live here. Yes. Nobody understands it unless they live here. Fact. This is very true. So Devin heard me rave. I lived here for two months. Yeah, Devin heard me amazing. rave and rave and rave and rave about it. He was kind of in a flux situation, his living situation. He was like, ah, I'm thinking about bringing the family out to Hermosa Beach, Manhattan Beach for a couple of months and just training. And I was like, Dev, it's, it's, <laughs> it'll, once it gets you, it's got you. You never want to leave. You never want to leave. Yeah. You stay in the bubble. Oh, I definitely stay in the bubble. Where yeah. are you from originally? Uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes. Oh, so you love it here. Yes. Oh, fant- hey, That's you said that three times I've said Milwaukee. You live there. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm lo- in Ohio and I appreciate Milwaukee. I love the breweries. All about it, especially in the summer. Exactly. Do you guys, do people you guys vacation you- in Milwaukee in the summer? Yes. Yes. Milwaukee is a really yes. nice place during the summer. But the only problem is the summer lasts six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's and be the, honest. The, and the eight. winter lasts eight, eight, eight weeks. Yeah. And then the, the winter lasts nine months. Yeah. That's, <sighs> that's about right. Yo, I've been Two. in the area for... Almost 72 hours now, and I can't stand the heat here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Hollywood, is the heat there is far oh. different than the heat here. This is a nice breeze. For in the Channing, why do I feel like you're really low-key? Me? Yeah. Uh, because that yoga class <laughs> destroyed me. <laughs> oh. It was the best, one of the best yoga classes I've taken. But the problem is I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready mentally or physically to, to be in that hot room <laughs> And then you know what? I'm trying to compete because they put me up in the front. So they put me next to Yogi Master. Oh, no. Keep going. My oh. Lights just went out in my, in my uh, red cup lounge. So uh, we're good because Where's we're battery powder. Oh, we're battery, battery <laughs> powder. Oh, okay. So, so we're good. Anyways, back to the yoga story. So they put me next to a woman who's doing handstands and like doing all type of extra stuff. So I'm trying to compete. She's looking at me. I'm looking at her. 
So I tried too hard. I'm going to pop the blood vessel in my eyeball, and I freaked out and walked out the class. Devin, within like 10 minutes, Tatiana, shout out to your instructor. Yeah. She's amazing. Oh, Tatiana, she's fantastic. Called yeah, out Narikos. Channing and was like, we're just waiting on Channing. Oh, I had to get it. I was thirsty. You know how I sweat. I have a glandular thing. Don't drink too much water before core. Oh, dude. No. 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 So, I was trying to drink my water before it started boiling because it was so hot in that room. So one of the things, and again, you know, you guys have heard me talk about this a bunch, but one of the things that we do is we do like an 830 soul class and Jillian is normally the class, the teacher at soul cycle. And we've even roped her into coming to 1030 uh, yoga. So it's 830 soul cycle, 1030 yoga. So you basically get like a 45 minute break in between getting your butt whooped. But boy, when you get in there. So the idea was we were going to have everyone go. Uh, Channing couldn't do Soul Cycle. Well, so. they don't have shoes that fit me. Yeah. Shout out Soul Cycle. Yeah. Find so some 18. So we did Soul Cycle. And then we even invited uh, the amazing Fat Nat. Fat Nat was there. Skinny uh, Fat Nat? Yeah, Skinny Fat Nat. Who did not sweat she one. She did not sweat bit. at all. It was, Richard no, and I you looked didn't. at you like, she's not sweating. I was like, okay. she's not sweating. I hate her. Wow. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm, every time I look down, it's just like a waterfall. Oh. It's like a waterfall. Dude, I was squishing my mat. Like, it was like, quick, quick, quick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, the, luckily the dude next to me was dying, and we looked at each other. Yo, you know what's We're crazy? Die together. Is that you literally walked out of Soho Yoga with that hat on? You stole that hat. I didn't steal it. I did put it on credit. For it? No, what? No, you did not. You're <laughs> lying. <laughs> I could look at you. See, see, I just Dad, noticed that. Dad, Dad, Dad. Look, hey, did you see how he was, he was about to lie? People gotta pay me for free advertising. What bro? advertising are you doing? Yeah, so we don't yoga. You took a picture and a video, and the hat's backwards. No one no, no, knows I it's Soho Yoga. I took it forwards. Forwards. You what? Oh my god! <laughs> you took literally the walked out of there. Yeah, I owe him twenty bucks. Channing, what? This is your hat. I'm pr- I'm promoting this Soho Yoga. <laughs> but you have like five hats. Here I have with one. Hat. I, look, I have I'm one okay with hat. you having the hat, but you have to understand, like, when we check inventory and like retail people are the people that work the front desk. If things are magically gone while they're working, yeah. then they we the then we they have we take it I mean, out of their paycheck and then we beat them. And don't no, do that because the girl Natalie. That's her name, right? Natalie. Natalie was at the front desk. She actually came up to me because you had given me a tank top, and she goes, Allie, can I have the tag off that tank top? Yes, yeah, yeah, she, she took she's the tag doing- off this. No, you're lying. No, 100%, because I don't have nails, and I couldn't get the sticker off. Okay. I, That's actually that? a true story. Okay, she so we also, white nails. And we I, also oh, want to give a shout-out. We want to give a shout-out to uh, the other Natalie. Uh, who works the front desk? She yes. after after working there for after I got back here during the summer, it was probably like a week or two, and I'd seen her. She's like, "Hey, I just want to tell you, I'm a big fan of road tripping, and like I was living in Hermosa Beach and listening to road tripping, and I was like, oh well, you know, let me go see what the yoga studio is like because it's right here.' So she went and did it, and then she's like, now she works there at the front desk. Nice, nicest girl, and uh, I'm putting everyone into class. So I'm like, hey, can you put Ali? She's like. Allie's here and I was like I was like yeah Allie's here blah blah she's like when is Channing gonna come here and I was like yeah what's the big Channing's coming to, I was like Channing's coming to class steal it also. or she was I just, put it on I said how's this look she said good let me get the tag off it underneath shout out to you using your nails and helping your boy out now I got a hat and I'm promoting what was Richard's the first brand. words that she said to you when you walked up she ah! <laughs> second words Holla. Uh, holla at your boy. That's Everyone. what she said. That was literally the she. As that was as, a drinking game at one time. Yes. How many times I would say holla at your boy? No, it's like every time someone made a shot in a game or something, yeah. um, people would drink to, or like the dunking, yeah. Miss Dunks. What do you, what do you call it? Bang outs. Bang outs. Bang outs. You oh, were yeah. simply just a drinking game. Yeah. Everything. And after that, I am reached the highest peak of myself. Uh-huh. If I have a drinking game after me, 
That's pretty high up there. So, so you arrived. Yeah, so you Dad, arrived. Uh, you are our guest. So me, Channing, <laughs> and Allie can shut up. Uh, so you moved here two months ago, and you've heard me rave. You've seen other guy. Ryan Anderson lives right there. You've mm-hmm. been around Luke. Can you talk about the South Bay lifestyle? And, like, I need you to give a detailed for the fans because they always hear me talk about it. I need someone that just got here to talk about Especially it. Especially from Milwaukee because I think there's an appreciation there. Um, all, know, I, I had all, high, all aspects. I had high expectations when I came here, and, and they've been met and, and more. Um, when I first got here, and just one, I, I want to know what everybody does for a living because they do nothing <laughs> but work out. <laughs> they work out. We um, talked about that on our way down here. So, yeah. Which is fantastic because when I'm working out and I see the same people every day who don't have a nine to five, it's kind of refreshing. Refreshing because yeah. I'm working out with these people. Refreshing. But just working out those, when I'm working out with those people every day, knowing that I'm off and and you're like, what is it that you what do? What is it that you do that you're here every day at 1030? Bitcoin. How mad does it make you? You obviously probably don't run into this, but when you go to sign up for a class at 1030, 11 a.m. And, and it's, it's sold packed. out. Yeah, every time. Out. 9 a.m. Yeah. It's sold out. But you are lucky because you're like, hey, Rich, I need to get into 1030. He goes, I need to get into 1030. But even for me, like, right, like on the studio, I have to get there 45 minutes before to make sure because I can't show up at 1030 and be like, hey, I got six people. Right. And all of a sudden it goes from 40 to 46. All those people aren't fitting in that room. So even for me, I have to make sure that I've told all my friends like, hey, you got to like you had to make sure that you're signed up. We actually made it a rule that our teachers can no longer. Cause like, like you said, you see all the same people and then you take the same teachers. So then everyone becomes friends. So people would be texting uh, Tatiana, like, Hey Tatiana, I'm running late. Can you just put me into the 1030? And so it puts them in a bad spot because all of a sudden people were losing their spots and all that stuff. So you still have to be, I can't just bring in 10 people and just hang out. Like, yeah, it's always packed. Oh, no, over that's there. not somewhere I want to hang it's out. It's a good owner. The death row. Oh, I just try and be responsible. Try and be responsible. Still running a business here, people. But yeah, the, that and, and, and the volleyball. The volleyball has been great. Do you um, play volley? I do play volley. Um, yeah. What position? Um, Is there it, a position? It depends on the day. Hitter. Yeah, yeah hitter. Sometimes back row. Yeah. Um, depends on where I'm needed. Striker. Interesting. Yeah. He played when, volleyball When did you pick school. that up? Well, really? Yeah, I played for one year. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. What position in high school? Uh, I was an outside hitter. Oh, wow. You were, I thought you were uh, completely right side? joking. Left side. Uh, left side. Well, it'd be backside wow. and left side. Yeah. Was, yeah. Well, that's, I, I thought he was joking too. Yeah. That's no, amazing. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, I am so much better at passing than Rich's. It's not even funny. Rich is not for, a passer. First of all, that's like saying you're better at shooting free throws than a center. <laughs> that's what hey, like. some of the centers, uh, Arvita Sabonis was one of the league leaders. Yao Ming. In, you know what I mean? Hey. Yeah, but then you have the other centers. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's where I fall in line when it comes to my passing. What do you think about the setting? Oh. Mm. It is so bad. Oh, thank you. Someone from the Midwest who gets it. It is like literally. Not right he here. he set one yesterday, and literally, I stopped playing. I didn't think he was serious. Yeah, because it's like, let me hold on to it. Let yeah. me admire the ball. Let, let me let Let's me spin it. Let's let me, clean it off. Let, yeah. Let me, oh, was, you want a lob? Okay. So. <laughs> one, oh, okay. So this was so funny. Devin showed up here, and like. Five days later, you played in your first tournament. Yes. Five days later, he plays in his first four-man. So he, I was like, yo, you're going to play in the four-man. And it, we, uh, you know, out here, we call it the four-man tour. So there's the Berry Bob, the Solstice, Single de Mayo, Labor Day, Memorial Day. Uh, it, it just uh, There's just a bunch of tournaments. So he gets here, plays in the first one. And he was like, you guys didn't tell me I was going to be playing with random people. And it's like, well, yeah, just they just put you together with a four and you go play pickup for, for a day. And... But now that you've seen everyone set around here, how bad is it? 
it's it's pretty bad like sand like i'm used to i don't play a lot of sand so indoor i'm used to you know clean sets yep. and and but like stuff out here i've seen people literally hold oh, the it for deep, five seconds we call it, the it deep, we call it the deep dish <laughs> that's that's what you, you call you call it the deep dish pizza so I you bring it all like, it's really deep and then you let it go is it a sand thing or is it even like you know what it is it's, it's a, a old it's, guy it's a sand thing it is a sand thing one and two, it's a it's a kind of a local thing in the sense that like when you're trying to play four man tournaments and you're doing this, you're not going to get fifteen to twenty setters that know how to set the ball really really well. So they allow adjusted rules. Adjusted. Adju- I just- like, look, when I tell you, I stopped. Like yeah. I thought the play was over when he was holding it. I'm like that that can't be. Luke. There was no one. Like worse you're waiting than Luke. for someone to be like side right. out. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no one worse than Luke though. Uh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. Yet. Oh, well, see, and what I make sure is that it comes out with no spin. <laughs> Two hands. Oh yeah, you bring it down, you lift it up. Yeah, it's it's definitely an adjusted rules. Like the first time I did it, and everybody was like, "Yo, what's that?" And I was like, "Where where I live, that's a beautiful set." <laughs> Channing, we played ball. volleyball this year. We did. Before that was my. You uh, left. Before I was gently removed. <laughs> gently removed. <laughs> you were pretty uh, good. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was drunk, but. Well, I mean, I think everybody was pretty drunk. That was my last two raw, my last. I was telling everybody, see, guys, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I'm going to go out on, on top. We had a serious volleyball tournament. Who, Who all went? played? Everybody. Everybody. Braun, Tristan. How was, how was Tristan and Braun? Tristan's athletic. Braun's cheats. <laughs> Um, talk about sex. How about Jeff Green when the ball oh, came Jeff Green in. is garbage. <laughs> like, That's I'm not, not good. Nice. Jeff Green JG, is you garbage. Were, JG was good. He, to be so athletic, it was not no transition to volleyball whatsoever. I actually had that conversation with you. Is I was so surprised that as athletic as you guys are, it doesn't always translate to no, no other things. No, it some and so, like this is why I will the say the sand that. is very humbling. Well, it, <laughs> the sand is very humbling, and, and a lot of times, like we do it, like we do three three workouts a day, so it'll be soul basketball and then volleyball. It'll be you know lifting yoga then volleyball. So by the time you get on that sand at four o'clock and it's hot and you've already done two or three workouts, you're gassed. So your game is trash, right? I was in a car all I was in a car for an hour, right? Multiple times. And then you get out of the car and then you go, you're terrible. But what it does set you up for is like come Saturday, right? When you're just you wake up, you stretch a little bit and you get out there, you're ready to go. It's literally like the life. It is. What's going on right now? Uh, the Hermosa Beach um, uh, AVP uh, is going on right now. This, there are young girls out there. Oh, yeah. No, they have qualifiers twos. and they have all this other stuff. And there's like points and there's a whole system. Uh, for all you people, you can go check that out on Amazon Prime, um, the, the video. Um, you can go check that out. Uh, it's actually really, really cool. Uh, I think volleyball is an underappreciated sport. Uh, it's fun to play. It's actually kind of fun to watch. Uh, and now that it's on Prime, you can go check it out. Uh, I think I'm going to go sneak my way into the booth at some point in time and just going to go crash it and just crack jokes up there with the people. But no, no, no. It's fun. It, it, it's a good time. Speaking of good time, you're back in Dallas. Yes. Holy shit. How many people have had five stints with one team? It's three. It's <laughs> three. Well, technically, it's four. It's four. Is it four? Wow. Yeah. Wait, How many what? people have had that? You're definitely going to be a trivia question. Wait, wait a second. Yeah, yes. totally. You're no, you're a Jeopardy question. So I got drafted. I got drafted there. Um, came back around through the circle. Spent one year there. Signed again as a free agent for another four years. 
traded at the end of that contract and then come back for another for another round. So yeah. Yeah, four times. That's amazing. Did you ever did you like buy a house there? Um so I I bought a house after my extension. I got traded 3 months later. <laughs> right after the the housing uh, market crash. That was fun. Um kept it the whole way through my um you know, city tour of, you know, Utah, Atlanta, New Jersey. Sold it literally two months before I got back to Dallas. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, um, no. And then I proceeded to, uh, I rent it for the first two years, and then we were going to buy and end up backing out, and then the whole lawsuit thing happened, and then I, I've been scared to, to even look at a place to buy since then. So. <laughs> oh, no, poor dad. No, poor dad. So it's so funny. You, it's all relative. No, it is always relative, but I, I don't really, I don't care. I don't really care about. I do. That, that's Mr. That's Mr. Dick Jefferson right there. Yeah, Dick Jefferson. Uh, someone so, named their child after danger. danger. Someone got their yeah, wife. They treated us. Yeah. Someone got their wife to name their child. Their middle name Danger. That's a great middle because of Richard. name. Great middle name. Uh, so we the the funny thing about this crew is that uh, I am the elder statesman here. I, I think we can all admit that, and. I've been through things that you guys have gone through this summer, right? Where it was, I wasn't a free agent till year 15. That was the first time I was a, a, an unrestricted free agent. Signed in, I played my first years in Jersey, signed a six-year extension, got traded to San Antonio, then signed a four-year extension after that, right? So it was like going into my 15th year was the first year I was a free agent. So you guys are now going through free agency. And to hear, not the stress isn't the right word, but just to be in that spot for the first time of you're like, okay, I'm not the first call. I'm not the second call. I'm that third call. Like, what is the difference? Because, Devin, you just signed. The, the Cleveland fans know your story. They're doing welcome back brawn parades for you and shit. Like, what is it? What is it? What was the difference this year? I just want year? some free shit. Um, so, I, I, it's like, you know, I, I've been the first call. Yeah. Um, and when I signed back in Dallas um, for that four years, I was kind of like the second call. Yeah. Being the third call sucks. Yeah. It's it's what you know you know you're gonna wait but like as the days start to build up like you start to question a lot about yourself at that point. Oh yeah. man! Like, you, you <laughs> yeah. start. To, am I ever gonna play basketball again? Like because yeah. at at the end of the day, it's not really up to you. You know you can play. You know you have to offer, but it's like other other teams have to see that, and you start to think like, what do they really think of me? Yeah. Damn. I was caught like, hey guys, what's up? Like, um, and we're talking about and we're talking about a month. You're we're busy. talking about a month into free agency, right? And we all understand like there's a. There's a, uh, a pecking order, and as you get further down that list, and I, I was telling you guys, I'm like, don't stress. You guys are, all of us are end of July, early August, right? If you get to late August, you get to early September, that's when you got to be like, okay, now what am I doing with my life? So I, I'm trying to talk trying to talk to you guys, not off ledges, but just being like, this is normal. This is normal. Educate but us, I, though, because I feel like the market this Yeah, and I, I think different. that really kind of kind of hurt us, too. The market this summer was not very favorable, and especially to us old guys now. Veterans? Yes. Mm. Yeah. You know, How a lot of culture guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's frustrating, but at the same time, it's just now looking back, it's just a wave of there are two or three teams that owners not even say I'm not I'm not acknowledging that this is true but the way that is perceived is that there are two or three teams that are above everyone else so <clears throat> if there was more parity within the owners eyes they would have more vets on more teams but instead they're like well we're not going to win anyways 
let's give these minutes, these years to our young guys. So why pay a guy who's 35 when I when he's going to play when I could pay an 18-year-old and develop him by the time he's 22? The two or three teams won't be as good and we'll be way better with those young guys. Yeah, that's the biggest thing when it comes to parity. When it comes to parity, the value for veterans is higher. When there's when it's not kind of a level playing field, which is I don't think it's bad for the basketball, but we're trying what we're telling you fans and the people listening is that's how the lack of parity can impact everyone involved in the league. And it's you know, it goes in ways like no like you look at it, there's probably two or three teams on on the west there's one or two teams on, on the east and then the rest of the teams are either in a let's play our young guys but be competitive or let's tank and we you don't want young you don't want veterans on tanking teams because veterans typically don't handle that well right even I'm not if they're saying trying- that atlanta's tanking but vince carter just went to Atlanta. Atlanta, hundred percent is tanking. Okay, well, Atlanta, hundred percent is tanking. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, Atlanta has, I think, like three or four draft picks next year. Um, I think Atlanta. They have a new coach. Um, I, I don't know who the coach is right now. I forgot. Uh, came from Philly. Came from Philly. Yeah. Right. So Vince may go there. Well, number one, because that's closer to where he has his house. He lives in Orlando. Short flight. Um, he could. Right. Short flight. He could like the. Could situation. possibly commute. Right. <laughs> the what? He could commute. commute. The TV situation? The TV situation. um, I think there's a lot of opportunities for Vince there rather than in Sacramento. Don't you think, though, that every team – I know you guys are all kind of different vets in your careers right now, but every team deserves and needs guys like you on their team, even though they're going to play the young guys and they're going to – I would agree because I think young players – like vets teach young players how to be pros, and I feel like – you need at least one or two guys, even if it's a young team, you know, understanding how to go to meetings, how to be on time, how to work out, how to keep yourself ready to go when you're not in the rotation. All those things, we've, we've been there. We learned how to do that. I think most teams need that, but not, not a lot of teams are, are, are going down that route right, right. now. I don't, think there's, I don't think there's enough value for a guy like Adonis Haslam, right? Like, he's not playing, but if your 15th man and your coach and your first guy are all on the same page, everybody falls in line. If you have a guy who's 18, 19, and he's your 15th person, his consistency isn't going to be the same as it should be because he's like, man, I want to play. I should play. I should play. A vet, a coach can go to a vet and be like, hey, man, like, this is the situation. This is how many minutes I got for you. It may be on or off. And just be honest, for the most part, most vets are looking for that. If you're honest, if you're up front, it's a lot easier situation. Like, hey, these are the minutes I got for you. This is the system I want to run. Be a pro. Let's build a culture. I think you look at, like, Philly. You could even look at, like, Atlanta, Brooklyn. Their culture is great because they've always had very solid vets there. Um, And then even Atlanta, getting rid of all their all-stars, still has a culture from uh, Budenholzer and what they found success in doing. But, you know, those teams play hard. Well, and I think – I think – you need the right vets, right? I, I think all three of us are probably, I would say more me, but you guys are getting into that spot because I'm just a couple years in front of you. Um, like You can last longer in this league than you probably should if you are a good vet, right? If you do take care of the young guys, if you are willing to sacrifice, like if you want to, like some guys are like, hey, if I'm not starting, I don't want to play in this league anymore. Some guys are, if I'm not playing 25 minutes a night or if I'm not competing for a championship, I'm not going home. There's other guys, there's ways to contribute to this game that you love. Like for a guy like myself, I'm in my 18th year. 
I'm not looking to showcase myself. I'm not looking to, I'm not looking to, you know, play tons of minutes. Like I was 35 and played 80 games that year, right? Here I am at 38 and I'm like, okay, look, I would love to mentor a team or a guy, Devin, you and I went to dinner with Harrison Barnes, right? Part of the reason why me and Harrison have a great relationship is because when he was a rookie and I was the 13th, 13th, I was in my 13th year and all I did was mentor him, try and talk to him, help him out, crack jokes with him when he was grumpy. And I was, and he was playing and I was not playing, but I think we built a relationship from there and continued because he saw how I treated him. He saw how all I wanted was him for him to succeed, even if it was over me, right? Two years later, we're playing against each other in the NBA finals. Four years later, we're still grabbing dinner and, and cracking jokes. And HB is a, you know, he's a funny character. But I think that's one of the things that the NBA needs to understand and teams need to understand. And I think the good ones do, so they don't, they don't really spread those words. But the good teams need to understand there's value in veterans and there's also value. There's values in having veterans to play, even if it's a little bit. And there's value in just having veterans around your younger players, the, the right type of veterans. You know who also signed back in Dallas and um, people have asked for him to be on the podcast? Dirty. Dirk. <laughs> that smile. What was that smile? Dirk, I don't feel like really is a podcast kind of guy. But no? he would, if you got him, oh, he, he if you got great. him here, it would be, be he would be fantastic. Will you educate us on Dirk? You played with Dirk, right? Yeah. That, but these two have played with Braun, so you go from a guy like that to a guy that is like Dirk. Dirk is hilarious. Dirk is is probably one of the funniest people in the NBA. You know what's really funny are his tweets this summer. His tweets every summer are awesome. <laughs> I like, just caught on. He's just uh, like the one with everybody working out, and he, and he shows up with the bike with the kid seat in the back. Like <laughs> yeah. this is my workout right now. I mean, he's yeah. he's epic. He's he's a really funny guy. Uh, he's a great teammate. Um, still going into his twenty first year. Shout out to that. All the one team yeah. set a new record with that. But just him still wanting to compete at that age. Um, I don't know what the reason is behind it, but I'm I'm glad and and to be able to go back. And I think this will be his last season. I'm not really sure, but to be able to watch that. <laughs> Is going to be something special. How about his tweet when Victor Oladipo, after Game Seven, was like, "I'm going to the gym tomorrow," and he tweeted, <laughs> "What do you tweet? What your strength coach?" Yeah, uh, no, it was uh, uh, Mike Prokofiev, Prokopio, Prokopio. Uh, well, I can't remember. He what, basically what said. said, "So, do you want to meet me at the whatever tomorrow?" And the response was, "Holy." That guy, Mike, he, is, he, he Mike is, is shout out Mike P. Yeah, it's my guy from. We're in Chicago. We worked out. I know Dems for a long time. Yeah. We worked out in Chicago together a bunch, and then um, New York, New Jersey stuff. But like Mike P talks more shit than anybody else, and he's, he's hilarious. But so I feel him. like just like things like that, you kind of get in the mind of Dirk that he's kind of that. Oh no, he like dry sense of humor. He grew up in like it's like, very dry. Like the music he listens to, oh, like what he 90s, wants to like nineties hip hop, nineties like rap. That's what? all he wants to do. Yes, like Wu Tang and like, like, <laughs> oh yeah, and, and like you put that on in the gym and he just lights up and starts like dancing around and you're like. There's this seven foot German dude just crushing Wu Tang right now and Snoop Dogg. It's it's yeah, his whole everything. But he he's still he's an inspiration from this. It's not so much that, oh, he's old and this, but it's just like he's limited. He knows he's limited. And every day he's in a gym working his tail off, even at 41 years old. I was going to ask that. Like, yeah. what is the... No, he works. Oh, he works. Yeah, he, he's probably first, not the first one in the gym. He gets to a little later. He has kids now. But he's, he's the last one in there. Um, conditioning, lifting. I mean, he takes everything. His attention to detail is fantastic. Um, his jump shot still at 41 is probably better than 
most most guys in the league. But he, he takes everything very seriously. And even though he's you know he's forty one, he still wants to win and still wants to compete at a high level. I was just gonna say, is he still that kind of competitor? Of oh yeah, like he doesn't really practice as much, but like when he does get out there, like the mouth is always going. Uh, even though only on the offensive end, though defensive, like you can just he subs out on, on all the defensive he drills. Subs but, out. but yeah, he, he's still you know he, he's still great to watch and, and great to keep, compete against. So we've got Dallas, we got Cleveland. Me, man, I, man, I'm just you know waiting on. You need to get a petition call. to get you back in in the you land. You don't need dog. to get a petition. That's already done. Yeah, the petition. You need a petition, man. No, I, look, I can't do it myself. Know, but one, oh jeez, one of the things that's key is patience. Patience is key in this process, but. One thing that we have all talked about, and we can all be very, very honest here with the fans, is during that month, during that month where there were, not I won't say no calls, but you guys were kind of waiting for the first time. Not that you thought about retirement, but you both started talking about the next stage, right? And oh, you should have seen me. I was at the house like, babe, we can't be using up all this toilet paper now. We got a budget. <laughs> <laughs> we got a budget. What? Yeah, I'm, it's a joke. But no, no, no. It's he's like one ply, babe, not two ply. Well, yeah, one ply. ply. Like you guys literally business? think that way too. Like you guys go through the, the what? Oh yeah, that's like normal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah very like, normal. Oh, oh yeah. I was like, I was like, oh damn. Okay, this is the end. I see. Like this is not the end, end, but it's like I'm way closer to the finish line than I am like the beginning and so like not getting a call well getting a call on the first day but like saying hey we we have to wait a couple weeks wait a month um, till things go down you think like okay this is my role this is where I am but then I'm why do you think I flew to LA I actually gotta get on the plane why do you think I flew to LA I'm like yo I need to make sure that like the things that I love doing are still getting stoked while I'm I'm keeping a flame going while I'm playing basketball it's actually really funny that you bring that up because um, the Tomahawk Show, one of the co-hosts on Uninterrupted uh, Hawk, he actually just retweeted a um, article about this stage for professional athletes, understanding how to handle it and knowing that it's almost coming to an end. And at what point do you really turn your focus and prepare for what's next? Well, I'll say this. You should prepare like all the time you should always prepare you should always and again it's tough we are the fortunate small small percentage of guys that get an opportunity to get to 12 13 14 15 years and be like okay it's that time some guys like chase buttinger played eight years in the nba just kind of stopped getting calls he had a couple injuries blah blah blah. at he's 28 years old and he's now retired right or just not getting fielding the calls you can go to china you can go to europe but we're some of the lucky ones that get that opportunity to kind of plan out the end because we can see it coming. And so with that, I think the best thing to do is, you know, Devin. Devin's interested in coaching. And so he's getting more calls. He's coach? getting calls about coaching than he is about playing. He wants to get in and so You want to be a coach coach or like a player development or I mean you got to start somewhere. I just kind of want to get a feel for it and see kind of, you know, where I can do. I've had multiple people tell me you'd be a great coach, you know, you communicate well, you relate to the players. Like I think this would be a good route for you. So, you know, like you said, I got more calls about coaching this summer than I did actually about contracts. And I'm like looking at the end, I'm like am I really ready for this from a mental standpoint? I'm like no, I feel like I still can contribute to the game, but like it's not always up to me. And my agent right. told me something so real the other day. He was like, usually the athletes are the last one to know when it's over. Yeah. Everybody else can see it around you, but it's usually it doesn't hit you until it's it's right there in your it's face. It's like denial? 
No, it's not denial. It's just you are. We're so conditioned to this is what I do. This is what I do. This is where I'm playing. Blah blah. And it's like unless you have a knee injury, unless you have a back injury, unless you can't do it anymore. But if you end the season healthy, you wake up, your body feels good. Blah blah. And I think even as athletes, like like Devin got traded to a team midseason, right? Didn't make the playoffs. Channing gets traded, has an appendix surgery, right? So it's not like all of us, I was on a team and I, and I didn't play last year. So it's not like all three of us who have established NBA careers are coming off great seasons, right? We're coming off seasons that were like just so-so or things were going on. doesn't mean that we still can't play. It's just the opportunities didn't present themselves. But one of the advice that I gave him and I gave Channing, I was like, okay, now you know what it's like to wait a month. Next thing you know, it could be five weeks, it could be six weeks, and next thing you know, it might not come. So if you're interested in coaching, the one advice I gave to you is what? Summer league. Summer league. Get on an assistant coach. Be in a, just be there. Go there. Connect with people. Because understand, it's harder to be a coach in this league than it is to be a player, right? And that blows people's mind because there's only like six or seven coaches per staff. There's 15 well, that's to 20 not players. too, because Dallas has about 13 Yeah, coaches. and then there's some coaches that have, yeah, that, that's absurd. <laughs> but, then there's, but, think, but then there's some, but think about it. There's some, there's some teams that have, you know, 15, 16, 17 guys, and there's eight coaches. So it's like statistically it's harder to be a coach. So you have to start networking. You have to start doing that stuff. Channing, if, if Channing and I want to be in broadcasting, Channing's doing a radio show in Portland. We're doing the podcast. I've been on 172 flights out to New York and ESPN and doing stuff with Fox Sports and all this other stuff. So it's like one of those things where it's like you got to start preparing yourself hopefully five years out, three years, two years, one. So when you get that opportunity, because understand this is that – Every year there's guys retiring, right? I can't just be like, oh, I just want to broadcast. And then you retire and you're like, hey, guys, I'm here. And they're like. I was just going to say, so just because you played so many years in the NBA, just because you won an NBA championship doesn't mean you're going to get a job. Heck no. No. After. No, because understand, too, like Vince is going to retire. Grant Hill retires. D. Wade's going to retire. All of these guys, like Paul Pierce, and I, I, lo- I like the countdown, but Paul Pierce and those guys uh, Chauncey Billups and Jalen Rose is putting in the work, but like Chauncey and, and, and Paul, they weren't these super polished guys, but you got Mr. Big Shot and you got the truth, right? Kevin Garnett wasn't this super polished guy to get his own show on TNT, but he's got his own show. He's got area 21. Exactly. So (laughs) these three guys, you have to understand. So for guys like us, if I wanted to get into broadcasting, I have to do the, the year's work. I'm not going to just end and all of a sudden get a show next to Charles and them in the studio right next door. So like you still have to overcome other things, even if you want to get into broadcasting. Well, yes. <laughs> Channing's getting, Channing's been Channing's packing. Getting anxiety Channing's been right packing. He's well, no, I don't know. Like, well, first of all, have I have you called a flight. Your Uber? Yeah. How My long flight is your Uber's is, here? Uh, two minutes, but I don't know how long it's going to take me to get to It's going to take you like 15 minutes. Just go to, uh, go to arrival. And you check luggage. Um, Go to arrivals. How do you like that luggage? Talking the, to the mic channel. Just grab it. It'll, it'll help you. The, the free, away luggage. The free away luggage uh, from Dwayne Wade. Love it. Would love some more. Yeah, if you grab really the mic, nice. it'll make it easier for you to talk to him. Uh, grab. Okay, well, say goodbye to the fans, Shannon. This is a good thing. Fans, days. goodbye. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Devin, for being here. <laughs> tell him you'll tell him you'll see. Tell him you'll see them in Van Wert. I'll see. Oh no. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Don't be that person. Are you going to oh, be that human? A hundred percent. I'm. If it happens, I'll go. If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be mad. No, I'm going to be really honest. That is, oh, Channing's wow. the only one that committed to that. 
Look at, look at Allie's face. Look gonna, at Allie's face. We're just going to, yeah, we're going to call it on we're, that. We're going to oh, end we're this podcast. Oh, we're kidding. We're kidding. Channing's definitely going. Do, do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, Hi, from Channing. the Red Cup it's Lounge. Channing, it's been a good Yo, couple days, man. been a great couple days. I actually did road tripping outside of a road trip. <laughs> this is a road trip. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, this is that's, that's how Channing just exited. He's just going out of my garage right now, leaving the Red Cup Lounge. Uh, Allie. What else? What else did you do? What did you do growing up in Wisconsin? Uh, not much. It's not much to do in did Wisconsin. Did you go to Badger games? Uh, not until high school. Okay, but they're epic. Yes. Because these two think that Arizona is. I mean, bear, let, let's talk about this for a second. Please. What the hell is Bear Down <laughs> when you're a Wildcat? What, what does that do even Do you really want to know? Do you really want to know? Uh, what, what? Please. So, like, the school president, like, captain of the football team, like all these different accolades he got into a car crash um and he was he's got into a car crash and he was like literally on his deathbed and so he sent a message to you know the student body and to them is like hey you know whatever it is just tell them tell them to bear down just tell them to bear down and that became like our fight call you know when you had a guy that was willing to you know look at everybody else and and worry about what they were thinking versus his own situation. And I think that just kind of goes to, you know, Arizona Wildcats in general. Hence, like, yeah, bear down is a term. That means, like, suck it up, right? Like, it's not, like, bear down, like, we're supposed to be a bear. No, bear down is a term, and we live by that. So that's why when you see a Wildcat, when you see a Wildcat, you just say bear down. That means no matter what's going on, you just deal with it and keep it moving. Because I was like, the Chicago Bears, they're bear down, but they're the bears. It makes more sense. But now I guess. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, he might have been a Bears fan. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but he said he said he said bear down, and so that is our that is our. I our didn't even put off. two and two together. What? That you're you're not even the Bears. No, we're the Wildcats. Yeah, the Wildcats. I knew that. That's that's but... what's so confusing to me when I yeah. hear I hear these things. Well, that's the thing. Like once you come to Tucson, once you're inside of the family, you know, it's an inside. I don't want to say joke, but it's more of an inside thing that only Wildcats fully understand. There's a lot of things that only you guys understand. Yes, how to be awesome from start to finish. <laughs> uh, how, how to just, you know, win the party and the game, right? It's awesome. But not many people know how to do that, to win, win both. Well, that uh, that takes us to our next, you know, excursion next weekend. Oh, Devin's six first man. six man. My You've first six man. Um, Participating on the Soho, you know, volley team. I'm really excited about it. And I, I was a little bit confused because, you know, Rich was telling me, you know, all, we're really just trying to win the party. But and then I talked to other other volleyball and we're actually trying to win the tournament too. But from what it seems like, we're trying to win the party and, and, the, the, tournament. and the tournament. Well, that's the thing. Look, at, there's some people that don't party and just try and win the tournament. They suck. Like, well, that's not what this is about, right? And then there's some guys that only try and win the party, but they're trash out on the volleyball court. They suck too, right? It's the ones that can like win the party and win the tournament and if you win the tournament and you keep winning the party like that's how you do it so it's not it's like it's always you know it's like you know it's you know their beach our tournament right right and so uh you just try like i said you just try and you want to win both you want to go down there with the right mindset of having a great time having fun tons of boat races tons of flip cup right so like if you're playing tons of flip cup games up in shellbacks and your team is whooping everybody's ass and you go out there and you lose a tight game to a team that's all guys not drinking so i'd hang out with you yeah that's what i'm saying guys that all are aren't drinking that's and you're cool. up there winning flip cup games Respect. 
Who's winning? Who's really winning? We're winning. We're winning. We're, We're winning. winning. How many oh, times has oh. Soho Yoga won? Uh, so Soho Yoga, we uh, our first ever tournament was last year men's team. The wins team, the women's team has won it before. They won it three years ago. Uh, the men's team, uh, our first tournament was last year. I won it. I was on Fletch, uh, and I won it three, two or three years ago also on that team. And then a bunch of us kind of broke away from Fletch, but we got Chase Budinger, Reed Pretty. Um, this year? Yeah. Yeah. So all of it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so basically Does you Luke start. Luke play on your team? Luke is on our team. Luke Walton. Uh, Devin will be there. It's going to be a good time. So it's like last year was our first I'll year. I'll be so disappointed. This is where I got to like train my brain though. That just because you're athletes <laughs> doesn't oh, no, but, mean. But yeah. all, all, all of our, our attributes like translate into volley. So. I think the only thing that needs to translate though on a day like that is your mental. Yeah, but you have to understand like we're playing, when you're saying six man, we're playing against fully volleyball people. So like the national team is like they're in Anaheim. So a bunch of those guys come down and play on random on teams. Team? Oh, yeah, they play on random together. teams. Like we'll get like national players on our team or they'll get national oh God, players on Fletch. Or the na- the rumor <laughs> has it there's a, there's a team called Magnum that was out of it a, oh, a year or two, but clever. Magnum. So that um, um, they... Their mag is from Magnum PI, so they play the Magnum. Allie doesn't know what it is. They play the Magnum PI song. They wear cut off like really tight jean shorts, and then they all wear fake mustaches, so they look like uh, Tom Selleck. What Tom are your Selleck? outfits? Uh, our outfits were just in Soho yoga gear. Fletch was really cool because we were in Laker gear with uh, with wigs, like fro wigs, right? It was Jerry curls. It was amazing. Did you uh, see that Luke wore the Soho yoga to the Manchester game last night? No, I did not see that. You didn't see that? No. The Lakers posted it, and it was like an up-close shot of him front and back of his jersey because he had the jersey on, yeah. and he had the gray Soho yoga hat. Oh, I was like, talk about some promotion. That's what, hey, that's what we do it for, man. That's why we that's why we get it. But no, man, it's it's a it's a good tournament. It was it got too big. People Google Manhattan Beach Six Man. It got too big. There was like a hundred thousand people coming down to the beach, and it got too out of control. It was supposed to be it was Saturday Sunday the uh, city tried to kill it. They were like, no, but it was like a tournament that's been going on for 30 years. So they moved it to Tuesday, Wednesday. And I'm talking about, it went from like 100,000 people to like five, because people can't just do Tuesday, Wednesday. So finally, last year was the first year they moved it back to Friday, Saturday, right? To basically get rid of the riffraff, like the kids that were coming down there, drinking on the beach, passing out, peeing on houses and destroying stuff. <laughs> no, it was, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show you guys a picture if I had my phone on me. I show you guys a picture, um, but no, it is it is pretty intense. So uh, no, it's going to be a good time, Devin. I think you're going to do really, really well. Yeah, am I afraid of a bunch of you know professional volleyball players? No, I mean they put their pants on just <laughs> the way I put my pants on. I mean, oh you know, that was literally how my parents used to inspire me. Exactly, I like you know, I mean, w- will I probably get hit hard one time? Yeah, probably so. But hey, you know, you get knocked down, you get back up. It doesn't hurt your ego. No, I mean we're 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 here to win the game and the party. There we go, Devin. That's that's what you talk about. You know what's so funny though is like Richard talks this big game, but he said over and over on this podcast that he can't day drink. No, I'm not. But no, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm so oh confused. Oh yeah, Fat Nat just saw it. Look at this. Wow. So this goes back. You're gonna have to repost this photo. That's it's, it's, it's on Google. It's on Google. Look oh, it's at, now that look at big this. Of a thing. Oh my look at this. God. I don't. I'm confused as to why. Look at that on the beach, and it goes back like 20 cores. Allie's face. That's Allie's crazy. face. Look at Allie's face. I need some medicine. To yeah. That. <laughs> that's nuts. And it's all these people. And, and it got too big. And the city was like, we can't okay, handle this anymore. Okay, but here's my question is no. I'm not going to say that. Say it. No disrespect, but I feel like no one works around here. So why do you need it on a weekend? 
No, because it's because it is a full two day commitment, and the rule is like you have to serve one ball on the first day if you want to play on the second day. But it's not guys do guys do play guy people do things. So for volleyball players that might be in tournaments like in different places and stuff like that. And again, what it is for a Friday for because other teams from all around the country started flying into this. So the Utah team is really, really good. I like guys that went to BYU, stuff like that. So you kind of get your crew of guys that you grew up playing with and then you play in it. Do they have anything like that in Wisconsin? Hell no. I'm trying to think. Do you have an accent? No, that's that's way up north. (laughs) Okay, wait. So how long did you live there? Uh, Until I was 21. Okay. And then... The NBA came, or yeah. college, that's the team, NBA, whatever. That's Team Fletch. Um, amazing. Look at Team Fletch in the wigs and the Laker jerseys. How do they stay on? Ah, uh, you just you gotta keep your aura. Yeah, you gotta keep your Rich, vibe. When's the last time you had hair? Me? Oh, when I put on this wig, every single man I used to have hair. <laughs> I used to have hair. Uh, so I know you guys keep hearing more and more about this South by Le- South Bay lifestyle. Um, but yeah, whenever you guys come check it out, go to Soho Yoga, go to Paradise Bowl. Get a little soul cycle in. Oh check my out the God. beach. I did all of that. Yeah. Actually, I didn't. I did soul cycle. I did Soho Yoga. And then I went to try the Paradise Bowl and it, because there's a tournament going on. It was like a 40 minute wait. Yeah. So we went next door and had a beer. <laughs> That's smart. It That's was smart. amazing. That's smart. Yeah, it was amazing. So, all right. Well, Devin, thank you for joining us again for the summer edition. Hey, you know. Are you going to start a podcast in Dallas? Um, You know, I'm going to stick to coaching. I'm going to leave this stuff to wait, Rich. Wait, what? I'm gonna stick to coaching. Coaching, yeah. you're playing. Well, I know, but I'm also coaching while I'm playing. There I was just, this is, this is I what was we just gonna about. say, we did just, I oh, miss this. Is yourself. he becoming a coach? Not a well, player? no. It, 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 <laughs> if you're interested in coaching and people start calling you about coaching, you want to start getting ready to coach. And if you're a veteran and you're, you know, 12th, 13th man, nine times out of ten, you're coaching pretty much. Fact. Anyways, yeah. is Harrison yeah. still there? Yes. Well, both of you have been on here. Yeah. Y'all could start your own road trip in Dallas. We could. Um, but we're not. <laughs> but we're not. I don't know if Harrison's quite ready for that type of lifestyle yet. You don't think so? Uh, I think Harrison needs to continue being the best version of himself as a basketball player. <laughs> uh, because I will say this. Harrison is outspoken and has opinions, right? So That's amazing. No, it is great. But I think Harrison is not in that space now where I think he's still – I think Harrison is still at that age where he's getting better every year. So I think that's a good focus for him. And I think in that – for me, I, like days of getting better are done for me. Okay, right? here's here's the thing. I have one challenge for you, one goal. Will you get Dirk on a podcast? That's a tough. That's a tough one. Uh, and I will well, travel and meet you and be your host, and so will Richard. As of right now, because Richard doesn't have a job. Again, this is very similar to the Channing six thousand tweet shit. Like retweet. Will you give your Will you give your pitch if, to if, Dirk, if please? If Richard <laughs> gets a job whole. and is in a city, we will the we will make it happen. Anything. We'll make it happen. There we go. We'll make it happen. Um, if I have to call in all my favors of everything I've ever done for this I thought guy, you did that to go back to Dallas already. <laughs> I, I mean, that, it was like half. Half the favors. It was half, half the favors. There we um, go. Let me tell you, I went to his 40th birthday, and it was it was epic. So uh, Where was it at? I, it was in Dallas. They rented out a like a warehouse space, and when I tell you, we, we did it. Was it called it, the like, Cow Barn? No, it was it was a nineties party. Yeah, it was a nineties. Really What's wrong 90s. with the Cow Barn? Now you're upset about a name There's like the nothing, Cow Barn. There's nothing, but you can't. Um, 
no pun intended, shit on my hometown well, as if you're I, not coming. I did not know. I did and not know in Dallas, there. it is a very cow town. It There's some cow town-ish is. to it. Um, they have a rodeo there. I didn't know if maybe- We have a rodeo the, too. Exactly. I didn't know if it was at the cow barn. No, not the cow barn. They rented out a, a, a warehouse and kind of converted it into a party space. Dirk can party? Dirk, uh, he, he gives a good effort. He gives a, a good effort. for effort. Yes. What's your motto? Effort over excuses. Yeah, effort definitely is greater than excuses. All right, well. Oh, I hear kids. I got to go. A little rich and Phoenix running shit. That's Turn another out. edition of yeah. Road Trip. All right, guys. <laughs>